we would at two microphone at two. <laughs> we would, of course, we seem to be slightly snake bit. Sorry. And the home of the brave. Episode 83 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And another week has come and gone, and in that week it has gotten very, very white here in our parts. Uh, (laughs) I I can't really say that because it was snowing when we last recorded. But um, it has stayed white because it, it, we had a deep freeze over the last weekend. So the snow is only starting to melt, melt away. So no deck hockey for us in the interim, which is sad. But uh, hope is on the horizon because the weather is supposed to warm up and we're supposed to get some rain. So, you know, knock on wood. We'll see what happens. How are you, James? I'm doing OK, but you basically just summarized the torment I've been going through because yes, not only have we not been able to play deck hockey, uh-huh. but the Rangers and the Islanders have been on a bye week all week. So I don't know what to do with myself. Well, you do have the NHL network. So there's that. Yeah. Which is nice, but you know, I'm like you, I'm loyal to my team. No, and, I know they announced you know. the all-star rosters this week. Well, that's true. Okay. I didn't really look at them. I think, uh, Henrik Lundqvist is in, uh, on the team. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I'm I'm a bad hockey fan. I didn't even pay much attention, but I think I saw his picture somewhere. So I'm I'm hopeful. I mean, he oh, deserves it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that you know that that's a whole other story, though. But uh, how have you been, actually? I've been okay, thank you. I'm doing a quick mental, or maybe not so quick, mental rewind of my last week to see if there was anything interesting or noteworthy. Uh, not really. I opened up those goalie pads. They they did come the day uh the last Friday. They came, I took them out. They are very well used as advertised, but I mean, they still, they, they look to be in decent condition. They're, they're very dirty from, you know, 14 years or almost 14 years of pucks hitting them. But, uh, otherwise a few rips and tears they're, they're, they're in decent condition. And I started the video for that. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it'll be an interesting project that will bear fruit. But uh, that's not for probably a couple months at least. So uh, I have some time on that. But um, yeah, otherwise, not a lot. Not a lot has happened to me in the past week, which, you know, I guess in a lot of ways, no news is good news. So uh, here we are. All right. But we do have a good podcast for you. Here's hoping. (laughs) <laughs> Your lips to God's ears. Yeah, since we were trapped indoors all week, we mm. uh, we worked on the podcast. So well, you once. worked on the podcast. I read it and said, good job. Yeah, I mean, well, we always get into this every week, but uh, you're the one that uploaded and edited everything yeah, to yeah, yeah. put the previous podcast up. So thank you for that. But that doesn't count. No, because what's the point of that? I mean, that's the only way that people listen to it and or hear it. All right, let's move Not on before important. people turn it off. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's let's jump right into our starting lineup. All right. So uh, for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, 
I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay. So, um, hmm. What to talk about, what to talk about. You know, this is a just a quick sidebar. I know we've talked about this on the past podcast, but since it is kind of uh getting cold it's it's getting actually it's getting warmer for us right now but it is going to get cold again after it gets warmer so i want to ask you like a flash poll question here and uh just set the snow aside snow is not a factor let's say it's just cold there's no there's no white stuff there's no other reason that we can't play it's just cold so would you prefer I mean, would you still want to play in the close to zero temperatures or is there a point where it's too cold for you to uh, want to go out and put on the uh, the shin guards and what have you? Yeah, uh, it's funny you should say that because I think the only time I went out for the entire weekend of the sub-freezing temperature that we were having here in New York was just to go to Mass. And mm-hmm. I still stay at the old parish where my parents are, so I have to get out and drive. It's it's a ways away. Right. But in the uh, emergency situation, I have a church that's you know two or three blocks away from where I live. Sure. And I just walked out to to go to mass there, and exactly that's exactly what I thought of. As a matter of fact, was I think this is too cold for me to play deck hockey in. Uh, I had a ski mask on. I had the full. Uh, you know, I'm you not weren't planning to- on robbing the church, were you? <laughs> No, I was not. Okay. I, I made sure I took the the head the uh, right. the ski mask off before uh-huh. I walked in. Give me all your hosts. It's, it's it's a bright orange one too, so <laughs> hopefully very I'm inconspicuous. Not up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A neighbor of mine said I looked like Spider Man from the original Tobey Maguire movie. Oh, nice. The, uh, yeah, but uh, but it was orange. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. I, to answer your question, I, that that's my limit. Anything zero or below, I don't think I can handle it. Did you web swing to church? I wish I could have. It would have been cool, too, because I, I, I kind of uh, ice skated to church. I though, see. So. All right. Yeah, yeah I uh, I don't know if there's a, a, a lower limit for me. <laughs> I haven't found one yet, but, you know, I acknowledge that as a goalie, I'm much more, you know, well-garbed <laughs> than your average player. I have I have a few more layers, so that, that probably helps. You know, it helps me be fearless. Well, that's the other thing, too, I was concerned about is that uh, if it gets too cold, I mean, hockey sticks are probably going to break a little bit more. They can't yeah, flex as well as they can and, and so on and so forth. But I probably wouldn't even try to block a shot. <laughs> I'd be too busy trying <laughs> to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, which would I'd be completely useless then. My um, only concern from my standpoint is that since I wouldn't be moving around as much uh, as everybody else, that just standing in place might eventually get to me. But I, I always just, as a rule, I prefer the cold to the hot. So, you know, that's just me. Understandably. So if it were that cold and it wasn't windy, I think I'd be able to, I'd be game. I'd at least give it a try. Mm-hmm. But um, that would take all of the, uh, the tips that we gave a few years ago, actually now in our uh, cold weather gear stuff. And, Really, I probably look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but that would probably be good to block shots with, actually. <laughs> yeah, I well, 
Honestly, my only really uh, my only real experience with that is from the Sega Master System Ghostbusters game, uh-huh. and I always had problems getting into the building that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was guarding. Which, if you're not familiar, basically the at the end of the game, the Ghostbusters drive up to the building. And the the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is not walking down the streets of New York wreaking havoc. He is just bouncing back and forth in front of the doorway. And you have to time it so you can slip your Ghostbuster in through the door, you know, amid his bounces. And it's very easy for him to get knocked away. And if your Ghostbuster gets knocked away, that's one less life you have to try to beat Gozer with or even get to Gozer. It was a very challenging game. I don't think I ever beat it. I don't think I ever got to Gozer. I always died going up the building. It was very frustrating. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> funny enough, I I got that game and I played that game for years before I ever even saw the movie. So <laughs> that wow. was my only experience with Ghostbusters. Well, that and the cartoon. That's really interesting. But I feel your pain. I have the exact same story to tell and i really missed winston the most yeah there were only three i don't know why there were only three ghostbusters i I didn't get that all at all winston's probably my favorite ghostbuster too so i resented that because i love the ecto-1 and he was the driver yeah yeah uh but yeah we definitely needed him to get past the stay puff marshmallow man my brother did fight gozer i think he may have even beaten the game but i never got far up the, the, the level either if I was lucky enough to get past the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. So I, I feel your pain there. Your brother is a better man than I. Uh, you and me both. <laughs> uh, I, we could we could probably make this the Ghostbusters cast and just talk about that game, but we should probably try and get into uh, the actual hockey talk that we had planned, you know, for the sake of our listeners. Uh, all right. So, uh, and, and dear listener, if you disagree, if you'd rather we just talk about Ghostbusters and video games, you know, drop us a comment. Let us know because we want to, <laughs> we want to satisfy you. So, um, you know, help us do that. But uh, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that you want to hear about hockey, which is why you tuned into this podcast. So, with that in mind, James, would you please be so kind as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you. Signature set. We live in great times, American Rhino. Fine goaltenders like you, Tony Bonner, and if Mike can get back in net, the technology is here for customizing not only your mask, but your gloves and pads too. Now just get sponsored by Bauer, Brian's, CCM, or Vaughn so you can get your own well-deserved customized gear. Warming up. We're in the dead of winter in our part of the globe, so it's extra important to properly warm up before playing outdoor deck hockey. American Rhino, here's another fascinating topic for you and your fellow goalies out there. An article posted on NHL.com by Kevin Woodley tells of most unique ways that some of the best in the business get their heads in the game. And need a goalie? There's an app for that. To complete the Netminder hat trick, the American Rhino and I will tell you about an app called Goalie Up. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're very welcome, sir. All right. So, um, yeah, I I appreciate all of that. And I know that, you know, goalies have a warm place in your heart. So I appreciate, I guess, the theme this week. So that's, you know, it's from from a goalie. I I appreciate the, uh, you know, consistency, I guess. 
Sure, it's about time too. Uh, you guys deserve it, and goalies make the difference more than any other player out there. So we love you guys. We appreciate it, and gals. So here we go. It just happened to be a hat trick for the the guys in net. All right. So what do we have to start? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. We mentioned this in the last podcast about Henrik Lundqvist's incredible gloves and pads for the Winter Classic. So that kind of just opened up the uh, the door to explore how they came about. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty interesting. And, and as you were saying, too, as you just got a new pair of, uh, of pads. Uh, or as uh, I've been describing them, uh, a new old set of pads or a new used set of pads. Right. The uh, and, and we've said this in the past, too, how great the NHL has been in technology and development from the game itself and to the equipment. And this is just another great example of that. And Bauer is basically at the fr- at the fore of it mm-hmm. with Henrik Lundqvist helping out as well. Sure. Bauer is, of course, a very popular, well, it's a popular hockey brand generally, but for goalies, it is a particularly good brand. My blocker is Bauer. No, my blocker is Tor. My glove is Bauer. My current glove, my old blocker is Bauer. Point being, I have, I, I myself use uh, a, a good amount of Bauer equipment. So sure, I, I respect that. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. The cool thing is that custom equipment for special events is nothing new in the NHL, but the technology that's evolved is, and the ability to digitally print almost anything that these goalies want onto their pads and gloves has allowed the designs to increase dramatically. There's really no limit. The possibilities are endless as long as they're tasteful, obviously, and the league approves. But it's amazing. And, And Gary was telling an interesting story last week, too. Our last podcast was that uh, Lundqvist came up with a special set of pads and gloves for the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. And from what I saw in the warm-ups, it looked like he didn't come out with, with the new pads and stuff. And mm. you were saying that you heard that he didn't break them in properly. But as it turned out, he did have them anyway. So I was very happy to see that. Yeah. Well, you know, give the people what they want, I guess. Exactly. Uh, and, and speaking of Lundqvist, he has been, I think his whole career, he's used Bauer, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's been in the league since around 06. I'm not sure, but I, I, yeah, I remember seeing him in Bauer. So that makes sense. Right. And uh, so the article that this was, uh, this was also from NHL.com, they quote as saying, Lundqvist has been involved with the evolution of the Bauer pads mm-hmm. since 2013. So I guess his ideas and things have, have come to Bauer's attention and then they've worked on it and things that I guess he maybe speaks for a lot of other goalies out there. Oh, and, and my um, mask, my mask is also Bauer. Sorry. I just, oh, nice. That just oh, occurred right, to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Really? Yeah. You can't go wrong. Bauer, CCM, Brian's mm-hmm. Vaughn, sure. uh, they're, they're top quality, great, great stuff. But uh, so he, they were working on these, this technology since at least 2013 mm-hmm. and now it's even open to the public. I have no idea what this would cost or whatever the case is, but at least you have the option out there, which is nice. And to quote the uh, the article too, the technology grew once a new manufacturing process involving molding multiple layers into the shape of a goalie pad instead of the previous method of wrapping the core of a pad in leather materials was developed. As that happened, Bauer moved away from stitch and sew graphics by adding a digitally printed layer. An improved outer coating in their latest line seals graphics more completely and doesn't distort color like the first model. Yeah, well, so that's that's the kind of the downside to this whole process. It's 
it's cool in that it makes them more durable and and more maybe uh, authentic isn't the right word but you know they're pads they're just they are through and through goalie pads so the the design is embedded in the pad itself it's it's part of the core pad which is cool in terms of it probably not wearing off very very much when it uh, you know comes up to a lot of wear but it's unfortunate because this isn't something that you can add to existing pads like uh you know a wrap that you can lay over it it's it's something that just like you have to buy the pads with the design on it so if you have an existing set of pads that you like that are broken in that are not thousands of dollars or maybe they are but you already sunk the cost you know it's it's not something that you can just add to your existing pads. So that that's unfortunate. If you're an NHL star like Henrik Lundqvist, I'm sure you don't have to worry about that so much. But uh, if you're, you know, Joe Schmo in the beer league, it's a little bit of a concern. Excellent point. That's very true. There is actually a product out there that is for that very purpose. I don't know how detailed the designs can get. I haven't investigated too heavily in it, but it's something called Pad Wrap. And it's, uh, I think it's like a vinyl product that it, you know, you customize it with them on their website and you get the product and you lay it over your pads. You, you wrap your pads in it. And I, I think it's probably heat sealed on there somehow. And it's gotten varying reviews in terms of its durability. But, you know, it is an option to customize your pads without having to lay out for a whole new set. So that's an option for you goalies if, if you are looking to go down that road. Pad wrap. Thanks. I, I didn't even know about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, too, as we've talked about in past Hit the Decks as well, and Gary found this site. Uh, I think it, you at least found the site, if not with Brad, but the Sublimation Kings for the jerseys. Yeah, I think it, I stumbled on that. Yeah, which, which is amazing. So it's kind of like the same thing for the goalie pads, but excellent point that you have to buy the pads and make them right off the bat. Right. And it, it, it's, yeah, that's what was so impressive for Lundqvist's latest pads was that they, like Gary described in the last hit the deck, that it was merged uh, the Mets logo with the Rangers special logo for that day mm-hmm. at the Winter Classic. So that was really awesome and, and pretty cool. But yeah, I, I credit the league also in letting the goalies let their personalities out and giving them the option for doing this because i was always curious about that in years past that uh like from richter's pads and Mm -hmm. van Brook and and all other uh sorry to just stick with the rangers guys but um i was always curious if there was sort of a limitation to the amount of color you can have on your pads so that you don't like for example for pitchers as a baseball pitcher, you're not allowed to have a glove that matches your jersey. So if you're wearing a blue jersey, you oh, should have okay. a blue glove. So I was curious. If that I was didn't the same. realize that was a rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of rules in in baseball get uh, yeah you know, whatever. But I guess anyway, that's, the, that's so that the batter doesn't get fooled or isn't you know it's a it's a not it's a not seen as an attempt to deceive the the batter or the runner. Exactly right. Okay. That that's a hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. So the I was curious if that was kind of a similar thing with the with the hockey goalies, where like if you're wearing your away white jersey and you have all white pads, is that kind of an advantage for a goalie? You know, so uh, th- this is really cool that they let them run wild and do it as we said tastefully and uh, legally with copyright infringements or whatever the case is. But it's awesome to see that not just the masks get the treatment, but all of the, the equipment. 
honestly, just going with the baseball comparison, I would think that it would be less of a like so the the pitcher is throwing the ball at the batter, right? So the batter doesn't know when the pitch is necessarily coming, which is why the glove has to be distinct so the batter can see the the windup, I guess, more clearly and maybe even see the ball come out of the glove. With hockey in this scenario, the puck is coming from the shooter to the goalie. So the goalie would be, I guess, the one who would have to worry about knowing where the release point was. And in that case, the NHL allows black uniforms, the puck, you know, Mm. uniforms that the puck can blend into. So I don't know that that's really a concern for them. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, I I guess you could say that the netting with the white, the the shooter would be at a disadvantage because the netting could potentially blend in with the pads. But I I don't think eh. I, I don't I I I don't think that's a concern. Plus, you have to consider that the league has been allowing goalies to customize their masks for years. You know the the masks. Goalies can put pretty much anything on their masks, so we've seen. Talking about Ranger goalies, Stephen Valaket had Spider-Man on his mask. So, uh, you know, calling back to your... Uh, <laughs> maybe he was also going to mass in the freezing cold. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he... So, yeah, we've and we've seen the creativity of Henrik Lundqvist's masks. I believe that's... Is that Dave Art? Is that who makes his masks? Jeez, I can't Uh, remember. Yeah, I forgot. They did a whole series on that, too, on MSG Network, where Mm -hmm. he's a dude from Sweden, obviously, from Lundqvist's hometown, and he sends his masks overseas, and that gentleman does an excellent job. The series that they did was for specific guests would come on, and they'd help design a mask for Lundqvist, which he used in-game, and then they auctioned off the masks, too. One of them was with Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. I do remember that. That was pretty cool. Very. Absolutely. John McEnroe was another one, which that looked awesome. And Jeff Gordon from NASCAR are the three that I could remember offhand. I think there was a DJ, too, but I don't know that whoever he is. <laughs> but Yes. Uh, Dave Gunnarsson of Dave Art. That is, in fact, who designs Henrik's masks. So Henrik, like uh, like we're we're boys. Yeah, he he designs Hanky's masks, you know, it's. <laughs> In a way, though, as we said, it's a, it's a fraternity and sorority that you guys are uh, and gals are the core of a hockey team. And so that that's fine with me. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. He offered to do one for me. But, you know, the turnaround <laughs> time was I just I just I didn't have it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, obviously he has never uh, offered to do my <laughs> mask for me. I'm sure he has quite a lucrative business with his NHL clients. So, you know, good for him. He does very good work. But yeah, so my point is that, yes, the NHL has been allowing goalies to show their personality with the masks for years. And this just seems like a natural extension of that to me. Exactly. And well done, too. Yeah, no, good. I, I'm i glad. I agree with you. I'm glad they are allowing this stuff. But um, I'm sure as, as as long as it doesn't get out of hand and doesn't get too distracting... Yeah, and, you know, as you said, in good taste. So, I, I think, yeah, uh, unless you get something really crazy where they're going to need to crack down, as long as there's no corporate logo or anything on there, I don't see it being a problem. 
or you actually, I, I was I, I said no corporate logo. I should specify no non hockey corporate logo because they're fine with you know Bauer and CCM and iTech or whatever being all over this equipment. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with that exactly because it's kind of like you're watching the sport anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say, like you were saying too, that you have Bauer and Tor gear and. And I've said a million times how much I love Titan brand hockey sticks and things of that nature. So that's cool. I don't have a problem with that because I think if as a fan or a player coming up, you maybe want to emulate your heroes and, hey, boy, if uh, my favorite player is using this brand hockey stick and and brand skate, maybe I should too. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. But I agree with you 100%. Exactly. Just as long as I don't put like a stupid McDonald's M on there. I was going to say as long as they don't have the golden arches on there. Exactly. Or like, so, you know, the Toyota logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll be fine. But yeah, as it is right now, that that's one of the cool things about the NHL, too, is that they know what they're doing in that aspect, especially bursting onto the scene in Vegas, which is amazing. And, and the, the great team that they put together. How about first, Vegas, huh? Unbelievable. So that's just that's awesome. Just to have a personality out there, have something else that's catching your eye, especially in this day and age where things are on YouTube and Instagram and they could just they trend so quickly. I feel uh, awesome. oh, sorry. Sorry. It's, you're absolutely right. I just I felt like a, a hack MC saying, that. hey, how about Vegas? Huh? Let's give it up for Vegas. Yeah. All right. Vegas. Like there, there's nothing substantive that I was contributing to the conversation there. How about Vegas? Vegas is doing very well. How about that? Vegas is having a great, unexpectedly good season. So, um, you know, good for them. You're too professional for your own good. Now I'm getting combative with you. for Yeah, good for you, Vegas. Good job. Way to exceed everyone's expectations. You must be so proud of your expansion franchise. Oh, boy, look at you with your 21 consecutive sellouts in your inaugural season. Oh, wow. Vegas has really embraced hockey. I don't like, what is wrong with me? Honestly, actually, I do have one bone to pick with Vegas. Uh-oh. <laughs> and and that that is the fact that they have made Marc-Andre Fleury out to be a legitimate goaltender. Yeah, wow. You ain't kidding. Um, that, you know, that I cannot forgive. And they've gone through a few goaltenders, too, including P.K. Subban's younger brother. I believe it's his younger brother. Yeah, I saw that. I, that. That was funny. Yeah, and I think at one point, because... Each of them went down with injuries and significant injuries, too. But Flurry has been amazing this year. And hey, I don't know who this guy is. It, that can't be the same guy from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, God bless. Maybe it's the weather. Who knows? But uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing something right over there in, uh, in the desert. Well, I guess Vegas is all about overcoming long odds. So, you know, good for him. <laughs> that's, that's the dream the whole city's built on, right? Well done, sir. <laughs> also, also, if he ever gets traded or, or you know, leaves via free agency, you know he's not going to be the same goaltender because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See, are there any more cliches that I can come up with? Uh, uh, I'll think about it. Okay. In the meantime, speaking of warming up and getting ready for something. Mm-hmm. There was another interesting article on NHL.com about yes. how goalies prepare for games. And not only is it just a pregame routine or a day-long routine before 
if it's an afternoon game or a night game, they have to stretch and get ready and all that stuff. But it's a mental process as well. And nobody knows that better than you, American Rhino. Mm-hmm. They focused on the Calgary Flames backup goaltender, David Riddick, and how he likes to have his quote unquote head in the game as early as possible. So this is pretty interesting, actually. Back in HTD 13, we talked about superstitions and things of that nature. And this is taking it to a whole other level where Mr. Riddick, and he's just the backup for now, but if he becomes a starter, God bless him if he has to go through this every time he starts a game, that he has to have somebody literally hit him in the mask with a puck twice. Because the first time that happened, there was a morning when he had a start, and somebody accidentally shot a puck at Riddick's mask. And then the next start, he had to do the same thing because he had such a good game. So the tradition began. Yeah. I, honestly, I, well, I say this. I, I've always held, I don't mind getting hit in the mask because I think it's part of the game, but I'm getting hit with, you know, a ball. I'm not getting hit with a puck. So it's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, I, I know pucks are a lot more dangerous, uh, especially at velocity. And, you know, getting hit in the mask with one of them is, is a lot bigger risk than getting hit in the mask with a ball. But, uh, you know, I... I I still like if somebody this has happened to me if if in warm ups somebody's taking a shot and they accidentally ring one hard off the mask it's like oh I'm so sorry are you okay it's like yeah I'm fine that's what the mask is for keep shooting like I get it you know and and I've I've even told you James that mm-hmm. uh, you know I want you to try and like just give me a smack sometimes in the mask to to make sure that I'm I'm woken up and my head's in the game because sometimes as a goalie you don't like really you know I guess it's like uh, it, it's it's like the concept of tasting first blood you know you don't really until or sometimes a boxer can't really get his head in the bout until he gets hit or uh, something like that it you know sometimes you just need that kind of jolt into the mindset of, okay, here we go in order to really get yourself going. It's, you know, and credit to those who don't, but uh, sometimes, sometimes you do need that. Or, or sometimes some of us do need that. Well, yeah. Spoken like a true goalie. That's an excellent point. And I think you use the perfect word jolt. Is that a way to get your adrenaline going a little bit too? Because I'm sure if you get knocked in the head, it's, it's a real jarring experience, especially with the mask. I guess it can be. For me, I, I've always considered it just kind of a, a, a clear-your-head wake-up, but maybe there is an aspect of adrenaline in there as well. I, I hadn't really considered it from that angle. Okay. But this article goes through a bunch of other goalies and some of their weird habits and things like that. For example, Carey Price, because he's such like you, uh, he gets angry no matter what. If the puck goes into the net, it makes him very angry. Well, it, it's a little bit of an insult. Like, if the puck is in your net, that's your net. And just sitting in there is a constant reminder that you failed to do your job. So, you know, most goalies want to get that puck out of their net as soon as possible because it's an affront. It being in there is an affront to them as a goalie. Okay, that's totally understandable. And and I respect that. But Mm -hmm. Carey Price takes it to a whole other level where when he's doing warm up shots, if somebody beats him, he stops what he's doing and he quickly clears the puck out of the net no matter what. I did see that. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah. So Actually, I think my favorite story, though, from, from that list was Ron Hextall. So yes, Marty, please tell us about this. Marty Baron, former Rangers backup goalie, Marty Baron told this story. So Ron Hextall, who was known for being a very, um, let's say, passionate goalie 
in his heyday. He had a pregame ritual wherein he would have to uh, touch the four face-off dots on his half of the ice, the, the two in the defensive zone and the two in the neutral zone, and then finish by touching the center face-off dot, like with his, with his skates, like just, I guess, skating over them. So they were in a playoff game with Montreal, and Montreal had kind of noticed that he had this pregame ritual, so they decided, well, we're going to mess with him, because of course they would. So what they decided to do was... At the end of warm-ups, they decided to have a Montreal player just kind of stand on the, the center face-off dot. So Hextall, <laughs> when he got there, he couldn't he couldn't touch it. And he came over and the player just kind of like whacked him with a stick. He's like, get out of here. And <laughs> this led to a uh, what you would call in baseball a bench clearing brawl <laughs> between <laughs> the uh, the Canadians and Quebec who saw this going on and decided to stick up for their goalie. And so you can imagine both teams are are throwing down, pushing and shoving and whatever at center ice. And here's Hextall just kind of trying to ease his way between all these fighting people, desperately trying to just touch the center ice dot. Uh, yeah, we're goalies are we're funny that way. <laughs> That's dedication, too, and I love it. I don't fault either side, as a matter of fact, because exactly, you want to get an edge no matter what, especially in the playoffs, but uh, when you see a weakness like that, you try and exploit it, but good for Hextall for sticking to his guns and his teammates for sticking up for him, and the same thing for Montreal. I was thinking about this when you sent me this article. I can't really think of any pregame rituals that I have, per se. I do listen to my music, uh, before the game, and I try to listen to certain songs when I'm warming up just to kind of, you know, get myself in the right mindset. But I have played games where I haven't done it or I, I've listened to different music beforehand, depending on the situation. So I can't say that it's a rigid ritual. I mean, the, the listening to music, I guess, just generally, you could say is kind of a ritual. But um I don't have anything crazy, like, you know, anything really weird that I can think of. Maybe I do, and I just don't even notice that I do it because it's become, you know, second nature to me. But I can't think of anything that I need to do for a game to, to get me, you know, besides the music. I can't think of anything that I need to do. I mean, I do kind of have an order to the, you know, the way I put on my, my gear or my clothes and then my gear. But that's more, mostly that's just practicality uh, more than anything. Yeah, I don't know. Have you observed me doing anything odd, James? No, honestly, as a matter of fact, I thought you could always use just for your own sake more stretching and, and warming up before the game. But you're so anxious to get the games going that you just kind of put yourself in the back seat, and, and I don't think you give yourself enough time to to properly warm up as it is. But no, I, I don't. I've never noticed anything crazy for any of our goalies, for that matter. I don't think Craig does anything really weird, or uh, or Mike did anything weird as well, but. You know, um, you just got to do what you got to do to get ready for the game. And I mean, whatever I, works. I do kind of bang my stick before we start, but that that's just, I don't know, that's more of a, I guess, more of an impatient. Uh, although I do kind of like, I, I always do it. So maybe you call that a ritual. But yeah, nothing, I mean, nothing crazy. Maybe I'll have to find something. Yeah, maybe for our next Halloween episode or something, we'll, we'll come up with something quirky uh -huh. for the American Rhino. Like Brett will have to jump in my arms or something every game. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe he'll pretend to be an actual Rhino and use your goalie stick to gore people. I don't know. 
Yeah, that, I think I, we would lose teammates pretty quickly if that was the case. So <laughs> yeah, maybe, make sure it's the opposition. Yeah. I'll get out of your way real quick. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. But speaking of our games, James, and, yes. and, and those of others, why don't you bring us through our last topic? Yeah, this is really cool. And it's only in Canada for now. Okay. But yeah, uh, it was started by a gentleman by the name of Mark Manning. And it began through texting. So this gentleman is a goalie, which uh, is not surprising. And again, it was just out of necessity. It started in Montreal, where he lives, I suppose, around seven years ago. And then it exploded all across Canada. And it doesn't matter the size of the town or city you live in. It could be a population of three people or a population of three million people. Mm -hmm. All of Canada just jumped right on board for this, this service. And it's an app that you could get on your phone. As of right now, it's just in Canada, but the U.S., Sweden, and Finland, at least, are all interested in getting on board. And I'm telling you right now, if it does come to the States, you are not stealing my goalie. Nobody wants your goalie, James. Not true. But I don't want to keep you from getting a few extra bucks in your pocket, which probably the coolest thing about this is that since Mark Manning is a goalie himself, he made sure that if you do pick up a goalie from wherever and, and he shows up to play, he will be compensated for it. So I, yeah, I so think that's a really cool thing. I don't know that you adequately explained what this app does. Yeah, I want to leave that to you because you're the goalie and you know what you're talking about. So. Oh, okay. Well, um, if you don't mind. No, that, that that's fine. So what this app actually does is it's basically, uh, I guess, rent a goalie. Like, you you know, if you have a game and you don't have a goalie, and you need a goalie, you just go onto the app, and I imagine you just see who's free in your area and reserve your goalie for the game. And, you know, bingo, bango, boom, the goalie shows up, and, and there you are. And the thing I love about it, too, is how specific it is. So first of all, it's a free app, and again, this is just in Canada, but uh, the fee is $25 for the goalie himself or herself and a $15 booking fee. So all told, it's $40, but if you need a goalie, that is a steal and a bargain if you ask me, which the American Rhino and, and the guys in the LIQ do it out of the kindness of their hearts and we don't pay them anything. And which really one of the many reasons why I appreciate these guys and gals so much is that equipment is so expensive. And especially if you're playing deck hockey, you go through it pretty often and you have to reimburse it and take care of it. And they never ask for anything. So we appreciate that. And that's really well done by Mark Manning, too to uh, at least maybe pay for gas or whatever for uh, getting over to play. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a minor fee and it's very specific. It could be for deck hockey as a goalie. You register if you're a deck hockey goalie or ice hockey or roller hockey, of course. It's all covered. There are different levels, like if you're a junior player, if you're, um, you know, semi-pro or something like that, everything in between. And it even goes into if you're used to playing regulation six on six or the minimum of three on three. So I, like, I get it, but that seems crazy to me. Like, uh, no, I won't play three on three. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I get differentiating the different, you know, types of hockey. Cause you know, like me, maybe you don't have experience playing on ice or roller. I mean, I have ice skates and roller skates, but that are, you know, blades, whatever. doesn't mean that I'm good on them. So I, I, I wouldn't put myself out there in, you know, in the event that this uh, that I was for some reason participating in this program. 
I wouldn't put myself out there for those because I would be doing a disservice to my teammates. But like, I don't. <laughs> the, the the six on six to three on three whatever the you know the the number of players kind of category it seems odd to me like I I maybe it's just my mindset but if you're a goalie you're there to stop the puck to me it doesn't matter how many people are in front of me <laughs> you know I I just I don't get it. Well, I think the only reason why that they went the extra effort of putting that in is, as we've talked about in the past, is that there are different, for example, for different uh, deck hockey leagues or roller hockey leagues, some of them are, you know, three on three strictly. And where we play in, in our league, it's more of a pickup league. So it's a bit looser where it could be three on three. It could be four on four. So I think that's pretty cool that at least they have specific what to, what you're getting into. And maybe that guess, is an but, indication yeah. of the rules that you're going to play by as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, three on three is generally faster, um, but still, it's uh, that, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I admire your mentality. Where exactly? That's your net, and no one's going to beat you, and and that's that. But it, I think it would be good to know at least that if you have a couple of defensemen in front of you to help you out a little bit, or. Whatever the case is, but that, that, that's cool, man. But that's not a deal breaker for me. Like I, I don't, I get it, but you know, for me, that that would be information that I would be content learning when I got there. Like, <laughs> you know, as long as they're not blindfolding me and just ripping it off at the whistle, I, I, that that's fine. Even then, I could work with it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, get turn no turn left, left no too far, too far straight. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and there's the net. Oh. oh man, that uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the app is if you want to find out about it, and if you're up in Canada, I'm curious to know the next time we talk to Tony Bonner if he's a member of Goalie Up. Goalie Up, you got yeah. Goalie Up. Throw down, Goalie Up. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Maybe you should reach out to them if they need a tagline or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. The website, if you're interested, is is uh, is goalieup.com uh, forward slash en. I don't know what the en is, but uh, I'm English, sure if you I would think. It. Oh, okay. I, I imagine yeah, since you know it's what? Canada, they they have an yeah. English site and a French site. I would think. So exactly. I'm guessing that's the English site. Another great save by another great goalie. Thank you very much, American Rhino. That's exactly right. Sure. So, yeah, it's, it's G-O-A-L-I-E-U-P.com. So goalie up. All right. Yep. Thank you, James. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's made the news, and it's getting a lot of traction and, and things like that. So I, I think that uh, Mr. Manning, I hope, will profit from it and other goalies as well. And if they expand to the United States and in Europe – it just seems like a win, 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 win. And maybe if you book enough of these goalie up gigs, you'll be able to afford one of those custom made <laughs> goalie pads that we talked about in the first segment. Well done, sir. I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to play in a lot of games to be able to afford one of those. Well, as it is, Mr. Manning says that he's so busy playing and, and booking goalies that it's become a full-time job for him as it is. And again, this is, this is just in Canada. Well, I mean, 
the playing great, but if if there's a fifteen dollar booking fee for every single one of these transactions, I assume that's going to him. So yeah, I, I imagine it could be a full time job for him. But most your you know your average run of the mill goalie probably isn't going to be doing this for a living. But uh, you know, uh, good for you, Mister Manning, and 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 good for good for hockey, really. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, pops. So another episode of Hit the Deck has run its course. And here we are at the finale. I don't know why I'm making this so majestic and dramatic. And it's really, it's just another episode of Hit the Deck. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hit the Deck. We would, of course, like to thank our contributors to the podcast. Pops, of course, for being the voice of the podcast. Anthony Sajazi for music. The LIQ for sound effects. And you, you are the most important and most valuable contributor to this podcast because you are the listener. You are the one who downloads it and listens to it and enjoys it. Knock on wood. So we would like to encourage you, if you enjoy it, to subscribe to it. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the Podbean app or really um, most anywhere that you get your podcasts. And if we're not on one of those platforms, please let us know and we will do our level best to get on that platform. One platform that we are on is YouTube. The YouTubes. We are on the YouTubes. We have our very own YouTube channel, Hit The Deck Podcast, and on there we offer every episode of this podcast, as well as some exclusive other video content, which you may enjoy. Look out for the stick feature that we mentioned. Actually, I don't think I mentioned it was about a stick, but the the skater feature. Okay, the cat's out of the bag. It's about a stick. Uh, stick feature that uh, is is not goalie specific, which hopefully will be coming up very soon on that YouTube channel. If you want to know when it's coming, Subscribe so you can be notified when it's right there for your eyes, baby. So, uh, yeah, please feel free to do that. Also, please feel free to contact us. Let us know what you want to hear and what you want to see. Talk to us. Open a dialogue. Please email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us on the Twitters, as Chris Jericho likes to say, at hitthedeckpod. It's very important that you do not try and contact us at hitthedeck. That's some guy named Declan, who is a crass British import, and he hasn't tweeted since 2015, and he doesn't seem like a very pleasant fellow. So don't try to contact him. Try to contact us at hitthedeckpod. We can also be contacted on our Facebook page and Instagram at hit the deck and uh you know I don't know smoke signals uh the homing pigeon um I don't sign language I guess if you can get within sight of us I don't my my wife knows sign language so maybe I can use her as a translator um really just any way you want uh, any way you want it that's the way you need it any way you want it okay all right, enough of that. I've embarrassed myself quite enough for one podcast. James, is there anything that you'd like to add? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Well, in that case, whether you are a goalie or uh, not a goalie, I'm doing great with this one. Whether you are guarding the crease in some brand shiny new pads or whether you are getting in the right frame of mind to do just that, whether you have been booked for a gig or whether you're just going out with your regular team, I would urge you to remember, even if you're not a goalie, even if you're just one of those skater guys or girls, I would urge you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody.
I don't know how to fix this. Yeah, I felt like I was on the Titanic or something.